When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Forza Napoli podcast. This is a podcast all about Napoli, of course, but you don't have to be a Napoli fan to enjoy it. If you're a Serie A fan, if you're a football fan, looking for the inside scoop on all things Napoli, this is the place to be. I'm your host, Joe Fischetti. Thank you, as always, for listening. Apologies for not doing a Roma review episode. I did have a guest lined up for that, but something came up and I had to postpone. Hopefully you were able to listen to the latest episode of the Lega Football Podcast, though. For those of you who might have missed it, I joined David Ferrini to chat about the Roma match and about Napoli in general. He also had a quick chat with Emmett Gates about the game. Emmett is a fantastic writer for Forbes and the Gentleman Ultra, so be sure to check that out. This is our Spezia preview mini pod, so let's get right into it. This is the lunchtime kickoff local time, which means those of us on the Eastern time zone here in Toronto and New York and so on will be waking up at 6.30 in the morning to watch this one, but it could be worse for anyone who is on the west coast of North America. This match is at 3.30 in the morning. They're going to get a taste of what our friends in Australia have to deal with on a regular basis, but I'm happy for Ben and Sasha and Frank Risorto and so many other great Calcio fans down under. For them, the game will be at around 10.30pm, so it's probably a rare opportunity to see Napoli play live, although I suppose the evening games in Italy are fairly easy to watch live in Australia as well. Anyhow, enough about time zones, let's talk a little bit about this week's opponent, we travel to La Spezia for the second round of the Girona di Ritorno, the 21st round of the season. Spezia have had a somewhat difficult season so far. They started the season with a 1-0 win over Ampoli, but since then they've basically seen a steady decline in the table. They had a really rough patch between match day 2 and match day 13, where they lost 8 out of 13 matches, only 1 win and 3 draws during that stretch. 
That coincided with a number of injuries, which I'll come back to in a moment, but Spezia did manage to put a decent string of games together after their 2-1 loss to Milan. They went five games unbeaten with wins over Hellas Verona and Torino and draws against Udinese, Atalanta, and Lecce, so they picked up some important points against direct rivals near the bottom of the table. Then they lost to Roma and Bologna, both of those games finished 2-0, You put all of that together and Spezia have earned only 18 points through 20 rounds. Now I am no mathematist, but that is an average of less than one point per game. Fortunately for Spezia fans, they're still five points clear of the relegation zone because Hellas Verona, Sampdoria, and Cremonese have been absolutely dreadful this season. Now, that is not to say that this is going to be an easy match. It could well be a banana skin. The last time we played against Spezia, they made our lives really difficult, at the Maradona no less. We needed a Jack Raspadori winner in the 89th minute to collect all three points. Now, we nearly dropped points there, but in truth, it was a fairly dominant performance. As usual, we dominated the ball, we had 63% ball possession, and we dictated the tempo of the match. We had 28 shot attempts, but only 6 of them hit the target, although Bartolome Drangowski made 5 pretty good saves in that match. Our XG was 2.2, compared to Spezia's 0.5. Spezia only managed one shot on target, but it was a powerful hit from Mbala Nzola, and Meret had to make a decent save to keep it out. Spezia very nearly scored in the second half when Mario Rui's header intended for Meret in the Napoli area was just too weak. Jakob Kivior nipped in and lobbed the ball over Meret, but Amir Rahmani cleared the ball off the line. And then as I said, Giacomo Raspadori scored the late winner. That was really the first glimpse we got of the winning mentality of this squad. I'm sure I would have said this in my match review at the time, but this was the type of match where we would have dropped points in previous seasons. Just last season, we lost to Spezia 1-0 at the Maradona, and the stats were nearly identical. We had 65% of the ball, we took 26 shot attempts and only 6 hit the target, but we created so many chances. Our XG in that match was 2.4 to Spezia 0.6, but somehow they managed to win the match without even registering a single shot on target. Of course, that was because of an unfortunate own goal from Juan Jesus. So it was a pretty important sign when Raspadori won this match for us. It was his first goal in an Azzurri shirt, and it was the first of five wins that we earned late in the match this season. Napoli East Bay had a great tweet about this after Simeone's late winner against Roma. He scored late winners against Milan and Cremonese as well, while Osimen scored the late winner in the first meeting against Roma. But in truth, that's probably the only thing we could draw from that first meeting. A lot has changed since then, particularly with respect to Spezia's squad. Luca Gotti played a 4-4-1-1 formation in that match. Jakob Kivior was one of the two central defenders. He's since been sold to Arsenal and was replaced by Primozlav Wisniewski, who they brought in from Venezia in Serie B. He was a regular starter there, and Petko Christov went to Venezia as part of that deal. Emmanuel Giazzi played on the left side of the midfield four, but he won't be suiting up for this match. Giazzi is suspended for yellow card accumulation after being cautioned in the 87th minute against Bologna. Mbala Nzola started that match at striker, but he will also miss this match due to a calf injury, so perhaps we'll see Eldor Shamuradov get his first start. He was acquired from Roma in January. Spezia were surprisingly one of the most active Serie A clubs during the winter Mercato. I mentioned Kivior, Wisniewski, and Shamurodov, 
But there were a number of other changes as well. Left back Joao Moutinho joined Spezia on a free transfer from Orlando City, but he is currently nursing an ankle injury. Likewise, Simon Zarkovsky was loaned from Fiorentina, but he's apparently injured as well. Salvatore Esposito was signed on loan from Spal, so he'll be another option likely off the bench. Meanwhile, with Shomurodov coming in, David Streletz and Samuel Mraz were both loaned out as well. For that reason and many others, Spezia's bench will also look very different. Kelvin Amian, Salva Ferrer, Albin Ekdal, Daniel Maldini, and Napolitano Daniela Verde were all injured for that first meeting. Spezia still have a number of injuries, but to different players. Goalkeeper Jeroen Zut is out for a little while with a posterior cruciate ligament injury. Spezia's defense is pretty much intact, but their midfield is riddled with injuries. Simone Bastoni has a meniscus injury, so he is another player who started in the first meeting and will not be available for this one. Albin Ekdal recovered from the injury that kept him out of the first meeting, but picked up a new injury within the last few weeks, so he will miss the return leg as well. Viktor Kovalenko is out for a while with a torn adductor muscle, and as I said, Zerkovsky is hurt too. Napoli will also look a little bit different from the first meeting. Because that meeting was sandwiched between matches against Liverpool and Rangers in the Champions League, Luciano Spalletti was forced to rotate. He started Juan Jesus over Kim Min Jae, which is clearly a downgrade in defense, but it wasn't really an issue in that match. He also played a midfield trio of Tangi Ndombele, Andre Frank Zambuangisa, and Elif Elmas. Ndombele was clearly not ready to start yet, he was replaced by Lobotka at the half, and of course the biggest difference was that we did not have Victor Osimen. the first meeting was during that 4 week stretch that Osimen was out with a thigh injury. So both starting 11s could look very different, which is the perfect segue to the starting lineups. For Spezia, I think we'll see Luca Gotti line up in his usual 3-5-2 formation, though as I mentioned, he has previously used a 4-4-1-1, and given the missing players, he may actually revert to that formation. In either case, Bartolome Drongovski will start in goal. I think we'll see a back three of Mattia Caldara, Dimitrios Nicolaou, and Kelvin Amian. Arkadouz Retza and Emil Holm are the preferred options at left and right wing back respectively. And then I think we'll see Ethan Ampadu in the center of the midfield with Mehdi Burabia to his left and Kevin Agudelo to his right. The hard thing to predict is who plays in the front two. With Giazzi and Unzola both absent, Gotti's only options are Daniele Verde, Raimond Krolis, and Eldor Shomorodov. Verde was close to leaving the club in January, but Spezia could not get a deal done. I think he has to be one of the starters because Krolis and Shomorodov both joined at the end of the January transfer window, so neither of them will be terribly familiar with Gotti's tactics. If I had to guess, I'd say Shomurodov is the most likely option to play alongside Verde in that front two. Shomurodov has been in Serie A for a while now, while Krolis joins from the Latvian first division, so he is likely a depth piece. Given what I said about Napoli's schedule, Luciano Spalletti does not need to rotate, because we bowed out of the Coppa Italia early and because the Champions League does not resume until the third week of February, we're in a very welcome stretch of the season where for about five weeks between the Salernitana game on match day 19 and the Sassuolo game that's coming up on match day 23, we only play one game a week. That actually puts Spalletti in an awkward position because if he fields his best 11 week in week out, 
he risks having his bench players fall out of form. At the same time, he won't want to rotate too much either, because as we saw in the Coppa Italia match against Cremonese, that could be somewhat disruptive. I suspect he will make one or two changes every game, and he'll make sure to use all five of his substitutions, so that guys like Oliveira, Ndombele, Elmas, Raspadori, and Simeone are all playing enough minutes to stay in shape, because we are going to need those guys to play more when the Champions League resumes. So I think Spalletti will line up in his usual 4-3-3 formation with Alex Meret in goal. We should see our usual centre-back pairing of Kim Minjay and Amir Rachmani. This would probably be the best opportunity for Bartosz Berezinski to start a match, but Giovanni Di Lorenzo is our captain, so he will almost certainly start at right-back. One position where I think we can definitely see a change is at left-back, Personally, I think Mario Rui is the preferred option in Serie A, and Matthias Oliveira is the preferred option in the Champions League. The Champions League is a bit more physical, a bit more intense, so I think Oliveira is better suited for those games. But for that reason, even though Mario Rui is in form, I think Spalletti might rotate between the two left-backs over the next few weeks to keep both of them in form for whichever competition he needs them in. So I'm going to take Oliveira to start this one. In the midfield, Stanislav Lobotka will play as the Regista. That is the one position where we have the least suitable backup. Spalletti has tried Gianluca Gaetano there, and I think Gaetano can eventually play in that position, but he still has plenty to learn. And clearly Spalletti does not have the confidence in Diego Demme. I think Lobotka will play behind Piotr Zielinski and Andre Frank Zambuangisa. I'd be very surprised if Zielinski did not start. I thought he had his best game in a while against Roma, so Spalletti will want to build off of that in terms of his confidence. I debated a little bit with myself on whether Angisa would start this match. On one hand, I thought Angisa seemed a little bit off against Roma, and in fact, since he returned from the World Cup, so maybe Spalletti tries someone else. The question in that case is who would replace Angisa? The logical answer would be Tangi Ndombele, but he missed Monday's training session with the flu. He seems to have recovered though, everyone took part in the full group training on Friday. Another option would be Elif Elmas, he's our jack of all trades, but I actually think that makes him the perfect substitute player. On the other hand, Spalletti could use this match to get Angisa back into form. As I said, Spezia are hovering close to the relegation zone, so I am leaning towards our usual midfield trio of Lobotka, Zielinski, and Angisa. Up top, I think we will see one change with Matteo Politano starting over Chucky Lozano, but like at left back, you can make a case for either player here. Lozano had his best game in a while against Roma as well, so maybe Spalletti will leave him in and try to build his confidence as well. On the other hand, perhaps you rotate to keep both players fit. No matter who starts, I can almost guarantee you that the other one will come off the bench. And then I think we'll see our usual strike duo of Javicha Kvaraskelia and Victor Osimen as left wing and striker respectively. So those are our starting lineups. Next, let's get to our three keys to the match. My first key to the match is simply Victor Osimen. We've had six matches against Spezia since they returned to Serie A for the 2020-21 campaign, five in Serie A and one in the Coppa Italia. 
However, Victor Osimhen started in only one of those matches. As I mentioned earlier, he did not play in the first meeting this season because of a thigh injury. Last season, he missed the first meeting because he had that fractured cheekbone, and then he was on the bench for the return leg because it was the final game of the season. By that point, we could do no better than third in the table, so Spalletti played a heavily rotated squad. And in 2020-21, Osimhen started in only one of the three matches. He missed the first meeting because of the shoulder injury he had that season, and Gattuso rotated for the Coppa Italia match, starting Lozano at striker over Osimhen. So the only match he has started against Spezia was the return leg that season, and he made the most of it, scoring a doppietta and adding an assist. It was actually his first doppietta in a Napoli shirt. Looking back at those highlights, you can see that Osimhen has always had certain attributes, and that Spalletti has helped him refine those talents and take his game to another level. Osimhen's first goal in that game was on the counterattack, where Zielinski simply played the ball into space, and Victor did the rest with his speed. His assist in the game came from a similar play. Spezia were trying to get back into the match, so they were pushing forward, and we just played the long ball to Victor. He ran onto it and then squared to Lozano for the easy tap-in. I remember back then talking about how selfless Osimhen was on that play. He would have been well within his rights to go for his first ever hat-trick in a Napoli shirt. We were already up 3-1 at that point, so it wouldn't have mattered if he missed, but instead he passed the ball to set up an easy goal, so Victor's always been a team player. That goal also showed how good Osimhen's timing is, which is something I mentioned recently on the show. It was initially called off for offside, but the VAR review showed that Osimhen timed his run to perfection, so the decision was overturned and the goal was given. His first goal of the match showed his excellent timing as well. It came from a clever set piece where Lorenzo Insigne played a quick chip into the area and caught Spezia off guard. Osimhen ran onto it, controlled on his chest, and blasted the ball into the back of the goal. Again, we saw that attribute in the win over Roma, where he controlled off his chest and blasted the ball in, except against Spezia he let the ball bounce, whereas against Roma he didn't. So Victor Osimhen will definitely be an important factor in this meeting. Now Luca Gotti is far more pragmatic than Vincenzo Italiano who was in charge of Spezia at the time. That brings me to my second key to the match which is a key to pretty much every match we will play for the balance of the season. That is once again we'll need to break down the low block which is a tactic that almost every club big or small uses against us now. The positive is that we've gotten so much practice playing against the low block that we're actually getting much better at breaking it down than we used to be. I won't spend too much time on this one because you've heard me say all of this time and time again, but there are a number of things that we can do to break down the low block. Primarily, we need to play short, quick passes, which requires a lot of movement off the ball, and we need to use our width. When the opponent sits deep, you can create space on the pitch by stretching them horizontally and then crossing the ball to Osimhen in the area. The only team that didn't work against was Inter because they have such big center backs that they are very difficult to beat in the air. It may be slightly more difficult to use our width against Spezia because the pitch at the Pico is actually slightly more narrow than at most stadiums, so we might not be able to create as much space by playing the ball on the flanks. And of course, the best way to kill the low block is with an early goal because that forces the opponent to play more open. At some point, they have to push forward for a goal, and that plays right into our strengths. 
My final key to the match is to be careful not to get caught on the counterattack. Spalletti mentioned that in his pre-match Conferenza Stampa. He said we need to watch out for the sudden long ball because Spezia have quick players so our defenders will have to get back quickly. Thankfully we have the fastest center back in the league in Kim Min Jae which is why I have him in the starting 11. Also Giazzi and Unzola are the guys who typically provide the pace in the Spezia attack and neither of them will be in the lineup. Shomuradov didn't get to play much at Roma, but I think he is still a great forward with plenty of potential. I actually think Spezia is a great place for him to get back on track. He needs to be at a smaller club where he can get plenty of minutes to develop, and I think Gotti is a good coach for him to develop under. But from my recollection, and I could be wrong about this, he's not the quickest striker. He's certainly not as quick as Giazzi or Nzola, so that should make it easier for us to defend the counterattack. I've never seen Krolis play, so I couldn't tell you whether he has pace or not, but I watched a compilation video of all the goals he scored at Valmiera in the Latvian League, and he seems to be more of a poacher than a pacey striker. Almost every goal he scored there was from inside the 6-yard box, mostly with runs to the first post. He did score one belter from outside the area after running at the defenders, so he has a finish on him, and he also seems to have excellent close ball control. Nevertheless, if we can stop those guys as well as Spezia's quicker midfielders, then I don't believe we are going to concede many opportunities for Spezia to score. For my prediction, I am going to go with a 3-0 Napoli victory. I'll give Victor Osiman another brace to bring his league total to 16 goals, and I will give the third goal to Elif Elmas off the bench. We are at a point in time, unlike any other that I can recall, where everything seems to be going our way. We've gotten through January without collapsing, and in my opinion, that's because we have a healthy squad. That is also a credit to Spalletti for rotating his squad fairly consistently and not overburdening his players with the crazy schedule that everyone has had this season. The other top teams are struggling to put together a string of victories, now, in his pre-match conference, Spalletti did say, and I think correctly, that another top team can go on a run in the second half of the season like we did in the first half. But in another part of the conference, he talked about other strong and healthy teams, and the example he gave was Atalanta. He probably could have cited Lazio there as well, but I draw this to your attention because he did not say Inter, Milan, or Juventus. Those are the teams that you would traditionally expect to go on that type of run in the Girona di Ritorno, like Inter did two seasons ago and Milan did last season. Atalanta are currently 15 points back of us, so they would need to win out and hope for Napoli to lose five matches just to force a playoff. Now while I think Spalletti is doing a fantastic job of keeping his players focused on winning one match at a time, I think that gap at the top of the table is actually helping us psychologically. I think the players know that at the end of the day, they can afford to lose the odd game here or there, and that is allowing them to play more relaxed, which then enables them to win more. So that is where I will leave it. I hope you enjoyed the match, and I hope you enjoyed this mini preview pod. If you did, please share it with a friend and leave us a rating or a review on your favorite podcast platform. You can also support the show by becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash pod. It's entirely voluntary, there are no set tiers, but it does help us to continue to produce content both on the podcast and on our website at fortsanapolipress.com. 
As always, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on Twitter at Joe underscore Fischetti5, and you can find the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Fortsanopoly Pod. I must say, I'm truly humbled by how many people have reached out to me over the years. I feel like this community of English-speaking Napoli fans has really grown, and we saw that with how much media attention the big meetup in New York got. I am so proud of everyone that was involved in that. Gaetano, Pete, and Rafa from the Tri-State Napoli Club, Carmen Sereno from the Napoli Club Toronto, Sean from the DC Partenope, Phil from the Napoli Club Philly, and so many others. I will keep doing my best to promote the English coverage and support of the club around the world. In that vein, be sure to check out all the other great English Napoli content out there. Napoli Talk with Dom, the Napoli Rant with Raf and Raf, In the Shadow of Vesuvio with Henry and Michele, and the newest edition, Napoli Nation TV with Daniel Bowen and his son Mario. These guys are all doing a fantastic job. I'm sure most of you already follow them, but if you don't, please show these guys a little bit of love. Okay, I will be back next week to review the Spezia match, but until then, I'm Joe Fischetti. Forza Napoli sempre! Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.